0: Not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. With all y'all up in
1: here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am-
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with
1: Mella,
3: Lacey,
2: and Rashawn. What's going on, y'all? How's it going? Hey! How are
3: you?
1: What's up? What's
2: good, what's
3: good, what's good?
2: I'll go first. Okay.
3: Okay. Come on.
2: Ask yourself. What are you watching, Josh? Or what did you watch? Uh... The season two finale of the boys just aired.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Rashawn, have you watched it yet? That's the
4: last episode I have to watch.
2: It's I think it's the best episode of The Boys yet. It's so good. Top to bottom. I'm very it, excited.
3: It is really hard for season two to match season one for a lot of series. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to make it better and I think the boys did that this season. It, yeah. Every episode was
2: agreed. agreed yeah. Like
3: shoulders up to my ears tension and laughter and I, it's such a fun ride.
2: They've been able mm-hmm. to like successfully raise the stakes in each episode and then the finale was the apex of those stakes. And they were able to pull them back but also set up new different circumstances and conflicts for season 3. It's so good.
1: I'm coming to realize that I never watch the same TV shows as anyone else in this podcast. (laughs) What are you watching, Mella?
2: Don't say Love Island.
1: (laughs) No, it's over. (laughs) I already finished that. (laughs) I'm not going to say what I'm watching because it's... um...
2: Rashawn, what is she
1: watching? (laughs) It's like, uh, what do you call it when you watch something just... Oh, Guilty Pleasure. Guilty Pleasure,
2: yeah. I don't think it is. What is
1: it? What is it? What do you think it is? It's Younger, it's Younger with Hilary oh, Duff. with
3: Sutton Foster?
1: Uh, Yeah, with Sutton Foster and Hill Duff.
2: Oh, that's the name of it is Younger? Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were like, I thought there was a hint, like the show it's, is like it's Younger. It's a Younger show. It's Blue Clues. <laughs> Sorry, I've never even heard of it. What is it? It's, some...
1: it's a TV land show.
2: Go off, okay.
1: I think the, the show is over. I've just like started binging it and then just blew through it in like four days.
2: So let me get this straight. You're nervous and like apprehensive to talk about watching a a scripted TV show on a well respected network starring a a Tony Award winning actress. But last year, like, we were like, fuck yeah, I finished Love Island. Like, (laughs) 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 I don't, (laughs) I don't understand.
1: I don't know. I thought you guys were just come for me because it's,
2: no, I
3: mean, I it's not Watchmen. I knew it. That's, but... that's why I
1: was like, I'm setting myself up. They're going to be like, oh, you know what's on TV? What you can binge?
4: Yes, I've, that's I've given up. I, yeah. I've up. Get, If, if <laughs> I Carmella up comes
2: up. in here one day and's like, I watched the first four episodes of Watchmen, I'll shit my pants, but I'm not <laughs> expecting it. So at this point, I've just kind of given up. And if it ever happens, that's fantastic. But until then, sure. Well, watch you never Younger and Love Island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did however watch um Lacey, this is for you. American Murder, The Family Next Door.
3: Oh my god, I keep Josh, now I'm mad at you because Ew. how many days in the last two weeks have I asked you to watch this documentary? I okay. said we could. To be fair, we've been busy, busy. rewatching well, I'm rewatching. Josh is watching Shits Creek for the first time. <gasps> and it is Oh my god. So never, great.
2: Yeah. Burning through the episodes,
1: yeah. so fucking good, so good.
2: So we've wait, also but
3: American Murder screen. is it good? Because so, this case fascinates me. It's not like your typical.
1: Well, I'm not gonna say typical murder doc, but holy shit! First of all, mm-hmm. secondly, it's not like you're left at the end of the doc at the at the end of the doc like what happened? Maybe he was like no, it's just clear cut. This is what happened. These are the facts. Not all men, but this man is crazy.
3: Is an absolute batshit evil person. On um, period. yeah. And then, then it's like, okay,
1: bye. Go go have fun with your life. Like, it's just so that. Yeah. I'm actually it,
3: really glad to hear that. Knowing about Chris Watts and the crimes that he committed, I'm glad that it wasn't fluffy in any way. Not at all. <laughs> I don't all. know. Like, no. I'm really glad that they painted him in the in the monster light that he is. Cause yeah, he and I feel is... like they did...
1: Such a good job that w- that they were like, this is literally what we have. You don't even have to decide for yourself. You're you're just watching it unfold. It's so it's so good. Well, I'm starting tomorrow with or
3: without you, Josh.
2: <laughs> Great, Rashawn. What are you watching?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not as exciting. It's it's summertime. Well, it's not summertime anymore. So I'm watching Big Brother. If I'm if it's if it's on, I'm watching it. <laughs> Uh, this See, wasn't... that's the confidence you need. Nobody can tell me shit about this brother. <laughs> that's now.
1: right, you know what? I'm sorry, younger. <laughs> I'm really watching you out here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, an all-star season, so a bunch of old veterans of the game came back. They did it through COVID, which is really interesting. Not the best season, pretty disappointing, but it's Big Brother. So
2: what makes a Big Brother season disappointing? Oh, my God,
4: I feel like we need a whole new episode just to talk about this. But. <laughs> no, we will not. <laughs> in, in short terms, there's been a lot of racism and, and sexism, which sucks. And that's been like a thing in the past few seasons. But overall, Big Brother is boring when a alliance steamrolls through the whole season. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's better when it's like back and forth, and the power shifts every week. This and yeah. there's
1: no romance. Survivor there's no vibes. showman. There's no
4: showmances. So it's yeah. like, well, how are they?
3: How are they working through COVID? Are they? Did they all just bubble in the house, or how did they, they do did. it? They did. Yeah, okay. everyone
4: quarantined before. They're in the bubble. There's no live audience. And when they come out to talk to Julie Chen, they put a mask on, and then they go back into quarantine.
3: Got it. Okay. After
4: they're evicted. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Speaking of. Drama in the
3: house. <laughs> <laughs> Drama? But a segue, darling.
2: Thank you. What are we fighting about today?
1: Ooh, Josh, see? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you had to put this on my spirit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Paranormal activity.
2: Yes.
4: Phenomena is occurring or is not occurring.
2: Windows and light, Doors
1: and light, Alarm is on. hearing a weird sound. Something's here. I feel it breathing on me.
2: There's footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out.
0: Oh, God. Oh, my
2: God. If you do
4: try to play games with it, that's inviting it in.
2: Video.
1: it's not the house
2: it's me you cannot run from this
1: it
0: will
2: okay you. paranormal activities a 2007 found footage horror film directed written produced all of it by Oren Pelly it's about a couple in San Diego Katie and Mika <laughs> Even though it's spelled exactly like Micah, oh, it is. Lord Kate. Josh, it bothered me I the know. whole movie. Josh, I know. this is
3: your movie. It bothered me. <laughs>
2: Katie and Mika, a couple in San Diego, begin experiencing paranormal activity in their house, so they purchase a video camera. Uh, Mika begins filming pretty much every waking moment of their lives and the sleeping moments of their lives. And throughout the course of these weeks, as they're recording. More and more incidents start to happen until it culminates in a violent showcasing of said paranormal activity where all of their deepest fears are confirmed. Come on, book sleeve. Come on. I read that. <laughs> say, Let's say a prayer before
1: we start. I'm scared. Heavenly I mean father. really
3: though like
2: <laughs> <laughs> real quick I I had forgotten about this until we rewatched it cuz I hadn't seen the first one for years like
3: mm-hmm. probably
2: close to 10 years so the the opening shot is Paramount Pictures received permission from Katie Featherstone and Mika Sloat's family to show that like a very seemingly legal host at the beginning of this movie this is back found footage is a thing now like found Mm -hmm. footage movies are just kind of a a genre in and of itself Mm -hmm. obviously Blair Witch every found footage movie that's ever made should pay two percent of their profits to the Blair Witch project Mm -hmm. but this one I I remember seeing that in the theater seeing that notice at the beginning of it And really, first, I knew it was a movie, but it's one of those that's so well done and so subtle and so self-contained. For even a half a second when you read it, you're like, wait, is this (laughs) real?
3: (laughs) Well, especially when it was first released, because Katie Featherstein and mika were unknown completely unknown before this
2: this is i found it it's paramount pictures would like to thank the families of mika sloat and katie featherston and the san diego police department it's that last little bit the san diego police department you for a half a second you're like wait
1: (laughs) oh no did they (laughs) wait (laughs)
2: <laughs> because
4: i i saw this movie it didn't really start being released until close to 2010
1: mm. oh really
4: because i was back on the east coast and it was kind of like a swelling it was, it was- kind of this it was this word of mouth yeah oh, okay and it wasn't out they released it it played at a festival in 2007 and then you kind of had to demand it to your area interesting it's- and so I drove about forty five minutes into D.C. to see this movie, and I didn't know
1: by yourself.
4: No, me and my best friend went. Okay. And <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I and like you said, Josh, that disclaimer at the beginning kind of puts you in a state of like, wait a minute, because it wasn't like this movie was playing in you know two thousand theaters. It was just like. Okay, DC is going to get it now. You can see it. Is this a documentary? They kind of played with that a little bit. And then what happens is just like,
2: oh. uh." Something I also madly respect about this movie is it was made on, I believe, $15,000. It's total budget with advertising and, and distribution and everything. They spent... $450,000 on this movie. This movie had a return on investment of 19,761%.
3: Wow. So
2: it cost $450,000 total. Like that's all they spent on it. And it made $89.3 million. Wow. Crazy. Like no matter what you have to say about this movie, yeah dollars like it is (laughs) impressive as shit there are a lot of things this movie does right some i disagree with that we'll probably get into later but one thing i think it does really well for example the strangers is my favorite horror movie ever period of all time it we can't it's one of those where i don't think we can bring it on the show because i won't accept a counterpoint on it
1: i feel like it's one of your Like, just general.
2: It's one of my favorite movies, period. It's kind of an untouchable for me. Paranormal Activity, especially at the beginning. I think, personally, this movie is almost scarier at the beginning than it is at the end. This movie has the same thing that The Strangers does, is there's just this impending sense of dread. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite kind of scare. Jump scares are fine. The amount of atmosphere and, and writing and pacing it takes to bring in some moments like this. Like like the first time Katie gets up and just stands at the foot of the bed. You're like, what Money. the fuck is going to happen? And nothing happens. Ooh, give me more. I love that shit.
1: So this is my first time watching it. I watched- at, Oh, fuck. Ever, yeah. I watched Paranormal Activity 3 because that, I was forced. Isn't You're
2: 3 welcome. the like prequel prequel? Yeah. Okay. So, okay.
1: so it didn't ruin it. I was fucking terrified watching the third one. And so Rashawn's like, the first one is just way scary.
2: I think the third one's the best one in the series. Agreed. Yeah. Not to get too off track, but the third one is the best. That
1: one, I do think that one is better than the first one. It sat with me like after I watched it and I was like, did I like this movie? And at first I was like, I don't know. It wasn't like as scary as I thought it was going to be but the whole time I felt that impending doom that you're talking about. I felt like Mm -hmm. I just was, my stomach was tense the whole time. And I was like, yeah, I did like it because that's literally what the whole movie is getting you to do.
2: This movie, along with something like The Blair Witch, is impressive and risky at the same time because it doesn't ask you to like it. it. It just gives you this found footage. And like... Later paranormal movies are just trying to be movies. But these original ones like Blair Witch and like the original Paranormal that really relied on making at least a fraction of the general public even partially believing or doubting that this is actually found footage, that's what they're relying on. And so I think whether or not they did this on purpose or they just financially couldn't do anything bigger than this movie, I don't know. But I think it's impressive that they just kind of give you what they give you, and it is what it is.
3: I have a new title for this movie. <gasps> this movie should be just called Toxic Masculinity. Ooh. That is oh. Ooh. all that you need to know about <laughs> Mika, about this couple, about this whole situation. Everything could have been avoided if he had just fucking listened to his girlfriend. Mika is the most problematic, annoying what is the word I'm looking for? Like cock? Like the like, you know, cock of the walk, like Yeah,
4: finish that. You can't do just...
3: <laughs> <laughs> the most
4: annoying cock.
3: He is.
4: Cocky? I don't know. Is he? I, I, I think
3: yeah, Russian.
4: I know. This he, was
3: he <laughs> is
1: but
2: Oh, okay. fuck you too?
4: I
1: I'm I'm not saying that he isn't cocky or you know toxic masculinity but i can't say that none of this would have happened because katie had this this spirit we're gonna call it on her wherever she went so whether it was him or her mama or her friend that demon was coming coming.
3: yes but (laughs) 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 mika not only continuously aggravates and provokes this entity.
2: She's going to bring it up.
3: He brings.
2: She's going to bring it up.
3: A motherfucking
2: <laughs>
3: Ouija board into the house. That crazy. It is the one thing Katie asks him not to do. The one thing. She's she's like, "Okay, bring your video camera in. Okay, we can record ourselves sleeping tonight to see if we find anything." Okay, sure. Use a the voice recorder thing to see if you can communicate with it. But do not bring a Ouija board into this house. What does he do? He brings a motherfucking Ouija board Into into the house.
4: Do you think that if he hadn't brought the Ouija board in, nothing else would have happened?
3: No, because he was still provoking it. But a Ouija board, according to its own lore and history, invites spirits, demons, and entities into... Wherever the Ouija board presides,
2: let's talk about that for a second.
3: Let's talk uh, about do it, we Josh.
2: Have to? Let's put a pin in Mika <laughs> for a second. Ouija Josh. boards,
3: Ugh, Ouija boards
2: wanna... are a very contentious topic of the Vetter household. What is what? what what's the contention? Lacey fully <laughs> believes that you bring a Ouija board in, you welcome a spirit, yada 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 yada. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Josh believes that you cannot. Open a portal to the Nether Realm with something you can buy for fourteen ninety nine at Target. Oh, okay. so you're Mika? Is what no, yes! no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> not. Yes, no. You
3: all understand now. If you, if you <laughs>
2: took me, if you took me to New Orleans and brought me to a voodoo doctor's apothecary, and I purchased a Ouija board that was made from two hundred year old oak. <laughs> I would not bring that into my house. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. If you brought, yes, if you brought me to the Target them, Josh.
3: and had me
2: buy a, a, a $2 piece of plastic from Hasbro that they upsold for $15, that's not going to do anything.
1: Well, in this movie, it seems like he did get the new
4: orleans type. she says She was like you got the best fucking best she, looking fucking he, ouija board i've ever seen in my life he
2: borrowed it from somebody they don't describe what uh, it is dr
1: facilier he borrowed it from his friend <laughs> <laughs> that shit was real
2: <laughs> dr facilier moved to san diego
4: i have to disagree because i think look at poltergeist look at the blair witch a twig is a twig in, in the forest do you know what i mean like poltergeist he comes through a tv that's it. The conduit mm-hmm. is a conduit. It doesn't matter. That's if it's, it. It's if it's what
3: oak. <laughs> it's what the Ouija board symbol the Ouija board symbolizes no matter where you get it, no matter where you purchase it, it's saying I am open to whatever is to come.
4: Communicating.
2: Con. Yeah. Yes, I want
3: this is an invitation.
2: This goes out to all the listeners out there. It's oh just me and you for God. a second. No, no it's you not. Can't, we are no. all here. Yes. There are yes. three people. Can I, three three I'm other the people. host. I'm the host this episode. <laughs>
3: oh do you really want to do that you really want this to play
2: goes out that game to, this goes out to the listeners out there i just want to tell all of you that if you ever had a ouija board experience where you and your your college buddies got a ouija board and you you saw you heard something so you went out and you got it and and you did the seance with all your friends and this ghost spoke back to you i promise you that one of your friends, like me, was moving the tile around the board.
3: You are that person. Yes. yes. You absolutely are yes. that person who would move it to so, scare the people around you. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yes.
4: yes. <laughs> I think that to bring Josh into paranormal activity, it kind of follows the rules of every single horror movie. You need the non-believer.
2: I, I, I will agree with you that on that. It. Yeah. However, I will disagree with you. This is one of my problems. I volunteered Paranormal Activity without knowing that I haven't watched it in close to 10 years. Okay. So I, I was ready to have disagreements with a movie I am championing. And here's one of them, Re Mika. His fucking name. Just say regarding.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate you so much. Udo <laughs> Who the fuck is Remika?
1: That's my cousin, bitch. Leave her out of this.
2: <laughs> That's Anthony's younger brother. That's what I was
1: is gonna say? Anthony and Remika, get your ass in the house. He said.
4: He said, let me type this email real quick.
2: Remika. Uh, <laughs> Regarding Mika. <laughs> I agree that every good horror movie has a non-believer, especially horror movies that delve into the supernatural. Mm-hmm. However, especially when your movie has two characters, two protagonists, I shouldn't be actively rooting for one of them to die. Yeah, you should. That's a, that's a horror movie. I, I I see. I start to disagree when when there's only that's the problem. There's only two of them. Mika should have relented earlier, I think. Mm-hmm. See, if I was in the situation, I would have been skeptical, but the moment one one of those bad things happens, right. the door slams, or Lacey gets pulled off the of bed, any of oh. that shit, we are calling the demonologist. He doesn't answer. Okay, we're in San Diego. There's at least one other demonologist in the area. Or I
3: priest. Mean, or by, the priest. Time,
4: by the time she got pulled, though, She was. It was done. She was. That's true. I also.
2: I also wouldn't have brought a Ouija board. So I don't. I don't like the Mika comparisons. Thank you very much. (laughs) I agree with you that you'd
3: bring a Ouija board. I just said you'd be the motherfucker who was moving the Ouija board around on people.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because it would have been four drunk nineteen-year-olds walking into Target and buying a Ouija board <laughs> because their upstairs neighbor dropped something and they're like, "There's a ghost." No, there's not. Anyway,
4: but, but also one of the best conversations they have in the movie is about her past, and I'm like, "Girl, if you don't tell me on the second date that right, you might have a, a demon that. relative,
2: what do you mean?" That was the pr- that's the problem with Mika is I. I agreed with his sentiment. His delivery was horrible and borderline abusive. (laughs) (laughs) Like like he was yelling at her after she is re-experiencing trauma. Like, dude, I get it. I'd be upset too if, yes, the first date, obviously she wouldn't say that. But by the time let's move in together, discussions happen. Right. Maybe Katie should have brought that up.
1: Yeah. Hey, um, we're moving in together and um, bringing my ghost friend. Thank you me. good
2: with Bye. another roommate?
0: <laughs> it's a demon.
2: <laughs> Rochelle, what were you going to say before we got into all this?
4: Oh, I was going to say, because you were you were talking about how raw the footage is and how it's just presented. Because I think DreamWorks, once they um, acquired the movie, they were contemplating reshooting the whole thing. What? With, with a bigger budget. Finally, they were convinced to just release the movie as a low-budget found footage film.
3: Do any of you know, I'm so curious, because watching this as someone who enjoys cinema, um, did they actually film like the full time lapses that happened? or were those just like truncated like 30 minutes where she would stand there and they would just speed it up and but make the time go faster you know what i mean like did they actually yeah. sleep in the bed i
2: i don't
4: know i don't think so because they they shot this movie in 10 days
3: mm. whoa i didn't know that okay mm.
1: is it so is it scripted or is a lot of it that's what i, ha- I was asking cuz it's the dialogue is so real like i was like are they a real couple
4: They're really good together.
3: Yeah. I actually don't know. Okay. I think they're...
4: Oh, no. (laughs) Here we go.
3: Watching it 10 years ago, I was like, eyes glued to the screen. This is real life. This is a real couple. This is how people talk to each other. Watching it this time around, especially after having seen every iteration that's been done... Since every, every sequel that has come from Paranormal Activity, the acting in this, it, it felt so clearly watching it this time that they were given a subject for the scene and it was, okay, just, just improvise, improvise how you would talk to each other. And some of it is really good. And some of it is first time improv class.
4: No, Lacey. We don't know how to talk
3: to each other. You're
4: saying that as an actress, a very good actress.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with Lacey in this. Don't flatter me.
4: I'm trying, to, I'm trying to butter you up.
2: <laughs> butter that ass up. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm with Lacey in this and that. When it came out, I was like, holy shit, are these real people? But now rewatching it with the improv experience I have... Yeah, I have to agree with Lacey, especially. No. I think I think I think Katie Featherston is very good. I think she is I think I hope I know she's gotten some work outside of this, but I hope she continues to get work outside of this. I don't fully know about my, Mika Mika. Say it right. Sorry.
1: It's Ramika?
2: Yeah, he's he's only been in the paranormal movies. Uh, but especially Mika, and this is the first movie I get it. It may have gotten better in the later ones. I can't remember. Kind of fell into the trap when emotions get heightened. Every other word was fuck, and that's just not the case. Have you met Carmela?
4: <laughs> right
2: here. Have you met me? <laughs> exactly! Like, there's, a difference, there's a difference when fuck is used to stall so you can think of your next line, and when fuck is used to express...
4: How upset you are. Here's why I think they're so good is because they don't have the sheen of movie stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they have this presence and this feel and the energy of people who are not comfortable on camera.
2: But is that good casting though? Good
4: casting, but also enough talent that they have to not act. Because I don't, I don't, it doesn't ever feel like they're acting. It feels like, there are two people who have just put a camera in between them and they never feel quite comfortable That's fair. on camera.
2: I, I will concede that maybe my gut instinctual reaction to that wasn't a good line reading was actually they're not comfortable on camera, which could be mm-hmm. good acting. Because
4: yeah. there's a scene when they first bring in the... Uh, I guess he's a psychic... And they bring Mm. him in for the first time. And Katie's kind of taking him around the house and telling him about certain things and her past. And she says this line, I wrote some of it down, but she says something like, yeah, things just kind of happen unexplainably, which is not a word. (laughs) But (laughs) she, she says it so... She says it so... Nervous, you know, nervously, and she's and she just keeps talking, and maybe it was a flub on her part, but the fact that she just like rolls with and she keeps talking, she's so, she's so nervous and so uncomfortable to talk about this experience that she just kind of like makes up a word in her head, and I thought it was such a really good moment, and you know how in acting school they'd be like, oh, that was a great moment. I don't know what you <laughs> did there, but that was a great <laughs> moment. And you know what?
2: I'll give credit to. To Orin Pelly because he's cultivating this in in this house and he's giving the actors this camera and and directing all of this and all of these feelings of like real grounded like is this actually found footage does he deserve some of the credit the actors do obviously yeah. but oh, he yeah. also deserves a lot of Absolutely. the credit as well. Absolutely, <laughs> I did have a problem.
0: <laughs>
4: this is your That's goddamn your... movie. I don't care. <laughs>
2: Uh, One of the first lines in the movie, Katie says, re the camera. Oh my God. (laughs) How much did that cost? Girl, have you seen this house?
3: He was still mad about this, 45 minutes into the movie. Wait, (laughs) what's her piece?
2: She's concerned about the cost of the camera. Have you seen this house in San Diego where real estate prices are already very high? Oh my God, Josh. It's like a four bedroom, three bath, huge backyard. They've got a TV in every room. And he's got like
3: an English student. She's a student?
2: (laughs) She is making bracelets. And he's a day trader, and yeah, I looked up the average day trader oh salary, <laughs> and it's not enough.
1: Yo, I'm going to okay. admit something. When they said day trader, I didn't know that was a real job. I thought they were just saying a joke. Okay, fine. I still
3: don't know what that means.
2: It's like stock trading ah, okay. during the day. It's like someone who trades stocks. He mentions when the psychic is coming, he mentions stocks. He's like, could he tell me the next whatever he talks about stock trading? He's a day trader. And he must be a damn good one because the average day trader (laughs) does not make or he's got mommy and daddy's money. Right. It bothered me. It bothered me. The house is incredible. It's got a huge yard. It's in fucking San Diego. They've got a uh, for 2007 a giant plasma screen TV which would have been very expensive.
1: Well, if that's your only gripe, that's pretty good. Mhm. Mm-hmm. The only part that I probably didn't really like is at the end. Like obviously she the demon has overcome her and she throws homeboy to the camera mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then she looks up at the camera and her face like turns demonic
3: i will agree with you Mella. i and it's kind of like what you said at the beginning josh nothing is scarier than the unknown yes. so as soon as we start seeing the clawed hoof print-esque things in the powder when we start seeing the shadows the shadows like are okay, but like as soon as you start personifying this unknown entity, it it starts to lose some of the scare for me. Yeah. Nothing is scarier than what you're gonna make up in your own head. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this movie has such great moments of like like the pull out of the bed is one of still one of the scariest that's, things. That's
2: great i've ever seen it's a top 10 horror movie moment it's
3: horrifying and katie's screaming is Mm -hmm. so guttural and truthful and 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 horrifying but the second you start like putting an image to this thing that's in the house that's Mm -hmm. when i start like removing myself a little bit from the film because nothing's scarier than what you're gonna make up in your head
4: right that Um, final Moment with her face. That final ending was suggested by Steven Spielberg. There's a completely different.
1: We didn't ask him, right?
4: <laughs> well, DreamWorks is the one that acquired the film, but I think in the the one that I saw, she kills Mika. She stabs him with a knife, and then she like snaps out of it, and she's just sitting there rocking next to his body. And then the time code starts to go in. The police come in. They find Mika's body and then they end up shooting Katie. That yes. is
3: Goodness. so much more impactful.
4: I like I like the throwing him to the camera. I know it's a jump scare. I just I cut out like Mel said maybe cut out the face, but I like the the steps up until the door and you don't mm, know mm-hmm. what you're looking at and then his body just kind of comes out. Anywhere. I think
2: I would combine them. I would love to see the steps up in the door throwing at the camera. All of that, but instead of the face at the camera, her snapping out of it, rocking yeah, back and forth, exactly. and no police cut it there. Yeah. yeah, because obviously for the sequels, she needs to disappear.
3: Well, in yes. that ending title card, just like at the beginning, how we get the the ending title card of like Mika's body was found three days later. Mm-hmm. Katie is still we her whereabouts are bad. unknown. Like that, that also is horrifying. Like that leaves yeah. you with that. Yeah. Uh, even as a non like cinephile, you leave the theater like, oh shit, is she gonna be like around the corner? Yeah. Is she gonna show mm-hmm. up at my house tonight? Because I watched this movie, and as a cinephile, you're like, oh shit, like we got another story that's gonna come out of this.
2: My favorite in terms of this feeling of dread that we are talking about is I actually am a big fan of the of the three toed hoof print, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yes. with.
3: Are you? Since when? Who are you? (laughs) Nice to meet you. I'm Lacey.
2: What? What do you mean? When did I voice any negative feelings about that?
3: No, it's just this, this is really weird to me <laughs> that you like that image.
2: I for any I'm using it as an example. I okay. like that we got the footprint okay. but not the image of the whole demon. Mm-hmm. Like the same with again the strangers, the fact that they'll show up in the background, but that's it. You won't see that. Like I love things being hinted at.
3: Mm-hmm. Again, it,
2: it it's it's the it's it's like you said, nothing is scarier than your own imagination, which is true, but things like the hoof print and even the claws, maybe I could do without i I would have preferred if it was just when i'm uh his picture when his picture gets yeah. defaced mm-hmm. I would have loved if it was just the glass punched in and not just and the claws as well.
1: oh, I didn't even notice that mm-hmm.
2: yeah, he had yeah cause three he's like watch marks
4: why did my face get scratched and not yours,
2: yeah. Yes, it's okay. the, the the frame the glass is punched in the frame and he has three scratches along his face. When things are hinted at like that, I like it because it's, it's equal parts using your imagination, but it's also the filmmaker sort of nudging you in the direction they want. Yeah. By having these footprints that have clearly just like three hooves, mm-hmm. the filmmaker's telling you, yes, you can imagine whatever this creature is, but this creature is not human.
4: Mm-hmm. This creature is a demon. I think the... That kind of goes with the night, which is my favorite night, where they just hear this crazy roar and, like, a stomp downstairs. Mm. Fuck. That, mm-hmm. like, sends chills all over my body. And you Is yeah, that the they, one
3: where the, the, the chandelier is swinging? Yeah. That's, yeah. like, one of the first nights. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah it's nuts. Because they're just looking towards the doorway, and you, it's completely silent, and you just hear that. It's just unintelligent. It's a like, good you, scream. Yeah, it's a crazy scream. I don't know how they stayed in the house after that. I was going to
1: say, "See, mm-hmm. I'm a different bitch because I would have been <laughs> out of that house."
4: Whether, Josh and I
3: we're talking about that, "Yes, like Get the fuck whether out. you're coming
1: or not, my ass is going to be in out. Motel 6."
2: Out. Bye. Yeah. Lacy and I were talking if we're 2 weeks into it like these people got, and it's actively starting to happen and the psychic was like it doesn't matter if you leave the house, it's not about the house. We're at a Denny's from ten PM Absolutely. to seven a.m. We're yeah. in public. Great We're point. in public Absolutely. at a public location. Everyone else can see what's going on. I don't give a fuck. And then it starts happening in the day, and then you're screwed. But, <laughs>
3: right. but also I don't know. Like, what would you as, guys do? Like as you change location though, the power dissipates a bit. Like
2: it's yeah, it has to, right?
3: Yeah, as I don't as know. it I know, I don't know. I like don't like talking about this side of it because it makes me so uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, as we all four of us know, hello listeners, I am a sleepy girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love to sleep. I love to nap. I yeah. like to just stay in one place and not move for 12 hours. Yep. Um, if this was happening in our household and Josh and I had agreed to leave, No amount of, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to, I want to stay here. Josh would be like, okay, I'm going to pick your ass up and carry you to the car. Like a sack of
2: potatoes over my shoulder. I would have picked her up.
3: (laughs) Dead weight and all.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: Like, there is no way. I would
2: have written it off as to her not having slept for the past three nights. She's just tired and doesn't want to move, so I'll pick her up. And I'll carry you to a different to, to the motel that I had already booked. Apparently,
1: the car was ready. Yeah, packed.
2: The bags are <laughs> packed. He said,
1: "We're going. We're out." You asked, "At what point would we yeah?" Have w- been would gone?
2: you have diverted from the Mika Katie um, strategy?
1: We wouldn't have been getting a camera. That's
4: at <laughs> one <our love>
2: point. <laughs> I want. I wonder what
4: it was that made them get the camera. Yeah. Like what kind of weird things were happening where she was like, oh, hey, TBD. Um, or wait.
3: <laughs> BTW?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, to be determined. Oh, hey,
4: re-TBD.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> re, tbd BTW. By the, <laughs> way, by the way, all this weird stuff's happening. I have this history. Like, I would be so yeah. mad. I would be, be so upset. mad. I'd be like, upset.
2: In terms of viewers and, and scares, what was the scariest night or moment for you guys? Um, I
4: said 13, which was night th- the scream. Also, the night when you hear, I think the demon, like, comes in the room and then runs out. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Disgusting.
1: hate it. <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, I think, you mentioned it before when she stands up and she just kind of rocks there. I yeah. was, all right. I, I literally was like, "Here, we, here we fucking go!" Like I was just. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think one that gets me that I, I think the scream. I think ultimately my answer is the scream because it is a gut, like it's a guttural. It's a good uh-huh. scream. But I think the night before she gets pulled, or the night we see before she gets pulled—that's what when, I was
3: going to say. You didn't even ask me.
2: Well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you take it then
3: are you talking about the night where the sheet blows up over yeah it, it,
2: it, it's like the demon testing like that is taped.
3: the scariest yeah. shit to me yeah because she's totally unconscious for it and he is manipula he as in the, as if the demon is a, is a man but the demon is testing all of this stuff around her he's manipulating the sheet he's manipulating her body and she's completely unaware of it and that to me mm-hmm. i mean what is scarier i am totally one of those people who's like one leg out of the comforter oh yeah, oh shit no. there's a demon i gotta cover myself right. up. <laughs> and to see the sheet blow up and have it expose like, try her, her foot
0: yeah like
3: that to me there is nothing scarier than that to me yeah because you are completely at its will. There's this very small,
1: I can't remember the night. I think it's like one of the second to last. I think it's when she's smiling at the camera and her voice deepens. Oh, just, after
4: she gets dragged. Yeah.
1: Just an just a sec. It's just a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I weird. forgot about that. Yeah. And she, I don't even know what she just, I think is when she's asking to stay there, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That, yeah, that's after the crucifix. That's after everything.
1: Yeah, and she's just like, I wanna stay here. Like it's just so small.
2: She's like, everything will be fine. Yeah. yeah it they, they modulate her voice. A it little bit. is
1: like the tiniest thing that like you could possibly miss, but I I didn't, and I know Rashawn was like, Did you hear that? And I was like, Yes. Like I <laughs>
0: literally was just like the confidence. What? <laughs> what? Like,
1: why? And it, it's just the smallest thing that just sends chills to your fucking head.
2: Well, does anyone have any other problems with it? Any other shit you want to talk like Mika? <laughs> <laughs> if if you're
4: dating someone, just like tell them if you have, tell, a email, just a tell them if you're haunted,
2: dude. Like, you
4: know
3: I think that's you. You were asking like what the moment would be, Josh, like that you would bail. And for me, like if I had any inkling that I was attached to something or something was attached to me, like, I would be, I'm not even Catholic. I would be in a Catholic church with a priest, like help get, help me get, do something. I would be in any church that could help me before I did anything. That, Mm -hmm. and that I think to me is like the hardest part with Katie is the, the longevity of this entity that's been with her and now, like what, that I think it's like you sh- you said, Rashawn, uh, what was the catalyst? Like, what was the mm-hmm. thing that was like, okay, now I'm going to deal with it 30 yeah, I years mean, later? Because
2: we talk about the, the crucifix and the Ouija board, but something big enough had to happen where they bought a video camera.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: Who knows? Is everyone sufficiently creeped out?
1: Yeah,
3: I'm fucking scared. 100%. Yeah, right. Like, even despite the, 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 the performance aspect of it that I was critical of this time... We went to bed after watching this movie and I was like, I can't leave my foot out from under the covers tonight. Hell no. I got to cover up. Well, at
1: least you had a husband and a dog in the bed. That's true. I just had some fucking prayers. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's uh, make it a little worse. Uh, Let's play a game. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. It
0: don't
3: matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Come on, Lord. play with me. This. All right, y'all. Big Mika energy right
2: now, Josh. <laughs> oh, no. This is big jigsaw energy. Fuck Mika. Mm. I'm just kidding. We're going to play a new game. This is a spooky season original. I'm going to call it What Would You Do? Okay. So I have a, a few instances of real life hauntings, creepy situations, whatever you want to call them. Have mercy. I I would like it on
3: the record real quick. This is probably the latest we have ever recorded a podcast Mm -hmm. episode. And I plan on going straight from this to bed and you are putting this in my head.
2: It's already 11 p.m. (laughs) Thanks to Esquire.com. I have a list of real life happenings before I reach the climax of the real life I'm going to I'm going to stop the story and see what you guys would do and then we're going to see how well it syncs up to what actually happened oh cool
0: goodness. okay all right
2: I'm just going to read straight from the article again this is esquire.com uh the article is called 10 terrifying but true horror stories reported in the news first oh, one
0: i hate this okay
4: it's called the haunted doll oh, of course it is everyone good no so far okay.
2: When you think of haunted dolls, it's likely the creepy old Victorian-looking porcelain kind that springs to mind, none of which you probably have lying around. Still, don't get too comfortable around any kids' toys too soon, though. A Disney's Frozen Elsa doll that was gifted for Christmas 2013 in the Houston area made headlines earlier this year when it seemingly became haunted. This is per KPRC2 Houston News. Some things that happened were the doll recited phrases from the movie Frozen and sang Let It Go when a button on its necklace was pressed. For two years, it did that in English, Mother Emily Madonia said. In 2015, it started doing it alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button that changed these. It was just random. The family owned the doll for more than six years and never changed its batteries all six years. The mother says the doll would randomly begin to speak and sing even though its switch was turned off. The family decided to throw the creepy doll out in December of 2019. Weeks later, they found it inside a bench in their living room. Quote, the kids insisted they didn't put it there and I believed them because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside. At that point, Elsa ceased to sing the English rendition of Let It Go altogether, speaking only Spanish when pressed. The family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it at the bottom of their garbage, which was taken out on garbage day. They went on a trip shortly after, but when they returned, Elsa too had come back and was waiting for them in the backyard of their home.
3: No
1: way.
4: That is disgusting.
1: Elsa really didn't want to let it go.
2: Hold on. (laughs) And now I ask you, what would you three do to rid yourselves of the haunted Elsa doll?
3: Easy. Move. Call a priest and move.
2: Did she do anything bad? Because
4: like I'm creeped out and I don't want to m- make her mad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what was What was she saying in Spanish? Was she just singing she was just let just it go? Singing.
2: Let it go in Spanish. Yeah. Ugh.
3: Uh,
2: I feel like I
4: feel like decapitating it or pulling it apart <gasps> would just like piss it off. Oh, okay. Right. I was going
1: to say burn it but then like she shows up not burnt. I'm yeah all Tiffany
2: or even worse, style. Like, charred. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: got you, Rashawn. This is also <laughs> a Bright of Chucky episode. It's
4: Always. great. I would um I don't know if I would move. I would call in uh you know a, a pastor. I
1: think, yeah, I would I call think. in like a medium or somebody that was connected to the to the other world and be like, I just need you to figure out what's going on here.
4: Yeah, please talk to me. Not Elsa, the people.
2: We have a move and two medium slash pastor slash exorcist? Correct. Great. Here's what actually happened to the Madonia family. This time, the family mailed Elsa to a family friend in Minnesota who taped the haunted doll to the front bumper of his truck. It doesn't seem to have made its way back to Houston yet, as per Madonia's latest February 2020 Facebook update on the creepy doll
3: <laughs> what that's the weird. fuck <laughs>
2: they toy storied it yeah <laughs> they shipped it away from houston to minnesota and toy storied her ass
3: okay but like the last thing i would do is pass it on to somebody to else to a
4: friend right? <laughs> yeah that's so rude maybe
1: i would ship it to my ex i don't know
4: Shit. <laughs>
2: Damn.
3: how do you really feel noah <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
2: This next one is called The Watcher.
3: Don't like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: After moving into their $1.3 million dream home, a New Jersey family started receiving creepy death threats from someone who identified themselves as The Watcher. As CBS News reported earlier this year, quote, Since moving in, the owners said they have received numerous letters from the mysterious person. The Watcher claimed the home has been the subject of my family for decades, and I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. The new owners have several children, and other letters asked, have they found out what's in the walls yet? And I am pleased to know your names now, and the name of the young blood you have brought to me.
1: Oh, fuck no.
2: What would you three do?
1: Are the police involved at this point?
2: About the watcher. I, I I I would
4: move I mean they already moved, I guess. Um
1: Yeah, I'm moving again.
4: I'm moving again. I'm moving again. And then I'm getting some around the clock protection.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Lacy is frozen in place.
3: <laughs> I, that disturbed. that is like some stranger level shit. Like that is very scary to me. That is where I I would contact law enforcement and Relocate and hopefully be in protective custody. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm.
2: You guys are all in line. The family fled their home and later filed a lawsuit against the previous owners. Oh, oh, okay. Is everyone sufficiently creeped out yet? We wanted a spooky Halloween episode, yes, right? Yes, we're yeah, getting
4: it. I'm, I'm a little grossed out.
2: Great. This last one was called an exorcism in Indianapolis. But, uh,
3: uh, and. And That's it for Cinephile's Attack. Uh, (laughs) Okay.
2: Last year, the Indianapolis Star published a lengthy report on a family terrorized by three children allegedly possessed by demons. The account of Latoya Amens and her family tells disturbing stories of children climbing up the walls, getting thrown across rooms, and children threatening doctors in deep, unnatural voices. It would seem like something straight out of a movie, a work of fantasy, except all of these accounts were more or less corroborated with nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. One of the more chilling sections of the report includes a segment about the possessed nine-year-old. According to Washington's original DCS report, an account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, The nine-year-old had a weird grin and walked backward up the wall onto the ceiling. He then flipped over Campbell, landing on his feet. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. Another segment of the piece reads, The 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. She said she heard a voice say she'd never see her family again. So, what would you three do in this situation?
4: Um, Who
1: am I in this situation? Oh my god! Just kill me at this point. Yeah.
3: I, <laughs> I mean, just... really, like take me out. I am a, a y'all danger have to permission. myself and others. I'm like legitimately upset. I'm spooked, dude.
1: No, honestly, I'm... kill me. That's my answer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Lock Seriously. me up. Lock me up. I don't know.
3: No, you like, can use take...
1: me for science.
4: Take take me out. me out. Every y'all are just dying. Yes. Bye. I'm going to go talk to the Lord. I'm going to go to church. Uh,
3: Are you the possessed child? Because there is no way an entity is going to let you enter a church.
4: If I can climb up walls, I'm going to Hollywood.
3: (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) I'm going to sell this script uh, today.
4: What the hell, man? I don't care for that at all. I guess I'm going to die with Mel and Lacey. I don't know.
2: Uh, There's no ending to the story. That was it.
3: Are you serious?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm divorcing you right now.
2: (laughs) I'm going to marry you
4: so I can divorce you too.
3: (laughs) Joshua.
2: That's
4: nasty, Josh.
3: There's no resolution to that.
2: There's a documentary about it. No, thank you. What's it called? Lacey, no.
3: I got to you gotta know now. In 2014,
2: Zach Baggins purchased the house for thirty five thousand dollars and demolished it in 2016 after filming a documentary titled "Demon House."
4: Can I Good.
2: ask what ethnicity
4: Homeboy was? Zach Baggins. Yes.
1: Or this family?
4: No,
2: Zach
3: Baggins. <laughs> I think we all know.
2: Take. <laughs> It, Zach Baggins is Z A K, the guy from Ghost Adventures. Uh, <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> so we were right, Rashan. We were okay. right our assumption.
4: Enough said.
3: <laughs> <laughs> which, <laughs> buying,
4: buying the damn house for a boy.
2: Which, if this makes you feel better, I don't want to leave you guys and the viewers on too heavy of a <laughs> note. He Ghost Adventures has been proven time and time again to be. Yeah,
3: yeah but it is fun tv it's it very it's very, very fun, fun tv watch. it's
2: very fun i
3: love watching ghost adventures I used to... during spooky season
2: yeah me and some old college roommates used to watch it every night before but it's very fun how's everyone feeling we good not great bob
3: <laughs> honestly uh, i just want to go watch some spooky stuff now
4: spooky
2: yeah?
3: yeah. No, I need I need a
1: palate cleanser. I'm gonna turn on a hairspray or something. <laughs> Change, run and tell
2: that. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: a jam, and you know it. It's oh, a hell fucking
3: yeah. jam. Uh, um, like and subscribe if you want to hear Rashawn saying "Run and Tell That" because.
2: Let he... us know in the comments below. <laughs> Put some money in the
3: account.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, wrapping things up. It seems like we've come to the conclusion that Paranormal, along with the Blair Witch, are pioneers of the found footage movie and belong on the found footage Mount Rushmore. This film is fantastically (laughs) done, given its budget and timeline, and that Katie and Mika are not good for each other.
3: No. (laughs) Toxic masculinity, toxic relationship.
2: Yeah. Yeah and uh demon demon, demon. <laughs> that, yeah Katie also could have maybe been a little more open in the relationship a little sooner as well
4: she becomes a pretty cool horror icon like she's not up there
2: mm-hmm.
4: with like Michael I, or Freddie but
2: I do kind of enjoy we spent a little bit of time after we watched it just kind of reading about the expanded paranormal universe and they they do pretty cool weaving of it's different
3: incredible.
2: yeah of the plot line through the different films they have I don't I don't hate it at all yeah. Watch part 3 everyone.
3: Yeah, watch them all. They like watch genuinely they are all fun good time horror movies.
4: Yeah. They're like, like fun houses. Yeah. You just go in, you get scared, you come out.
1: Oh, that's what a fun house is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be fun. Right.
4: <laughs> I had a blast.
2: <laughs> we end each episode with a quick round of 6 degrees of separation. Uh usually we do it to connect this week's episode to next week's episode. However, the Paranormal Activity movies famously use relatively unknown actors, so that would be pretty tricky. So instead, we are going to use two actors from the same movie. So both these actors are in next week's movie. Obviously, you can't use that movie <laughs> in this round.
0: <laughs> Damn it.
2: I want you to connect Bridget Wilson to Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: Jennifer Love Hewitt. sits I don't
2: know anything. I gave you one earlier.
1: Josh, get off. Garfield.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't let him do Garfield. He's idiot. gonna
4: explode.
0: <laughs> Man.
4: <laughs> um. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Oh. Just take huh. it,
1: Rashawn.
3: Wait.
4: Hold on. Oh, I got it. Go. Is he using Garfield? No, (laughs) I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. I'll say Garfield at the end of it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. um, Jennifer, or wait, let me go the other way. Bridget Wilson was in The Wedding Planner with Judy Greer. Mm, Mm -hmm. I
3: love Judy Greer.
4: Who was in Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in House Arrest with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Who was in? Who was in Garfield with Bill Murray?
0: (laughs) Yo!
3: Don't give him that. Don't give him that. The
1: movie that I found was Sister Act
2: Mm -hmm. Two. Bridget. Jennifer Jennifer Love
1: Hewitt.
2: She's in Sister Act Two? Back in the Habit? Mm -hmm.
1: Back in the Habs.
2: No shit. I didn't know that.
0: Yep. Well.
4: Great job. right. Next week's a fun movie. Yeah.
2: It's gonna be a good time. I promise it's not going to be as creepy, right, <laughs> Sean? Oh, that's me. Okay, yeah, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I'm excited.
2: That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to just show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh,
1: Mella, Lacey,
2: and Toby. No! (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll catch you next week.